just flip out town, singing to that highway song. Got a little night smile, the kind that drives you wild. Nothing like playing with fire, brings boy to life. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Yankees Week in Review. Listen in throughout the baseball season as we will go over the week that was for the New York Yankees. We'll talk about what went right, what went wrong this week, this day in Yankees history, Yankees birthdays, and predictions of what the Bronx Bombers record will be at the end of the upcoming week. It's 1420 Yankees Week in Review, the Yankee Tavern North, brought to you by SeatGeek. So put on your pinstripes, grab a beer, and let's get in. All right, 1420 Yankee Week in Review brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other podcasts out there before uh, make sure you listen to ours first. And make sure you listen to uh, the Fan in the Van podcast. Joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, the Fan in the Van himself jim plotner jimmy how you doing today my friend i'm doing a lot better than the yankees are that's for sure yeah it's been a bit of uh, another mediocre week the, the five and five in our last 10 really didn't do anything in the trade deadline we'll get into that in half a second anyways the yankees are playing mediocre baseball maybe they're just a mediocre team what's the pulse out there uh, out in the east coast out long island way for this year's edition of the new york yankees <laughs> mediocre and they just fucking suck that's really it, – it's it's not only just Yankee baseball, it's Met baseball too. It's just – it's not good. It's just not a good pulse out here. It's not, not what we expected as far as the Yankees anyway and, you know, the nonsense that Cashman and Steinbrenner spew. This is a championship team. You know, everyone's heard us bash it to death all year long. Where is this championship caliber team that we're supposed to be seeing? It, it, it's on the back of a milk carton somewhere. Because I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I, haven't. Yeah, that, I had that for a little later in the show. We'll get into that right now. Is that like the, you, do, they must think that Yankee fans and baseball fans in general are stupid. Because like, there are people, obviously, who don't like the New York Yankees. And I, I get it, whatever. But when, when the, the, uh, you have the, the higher-ups talking about being a championship-caliber team, do they not remember just last October when they got wiped up by the Houston Astros. They weren't, it wasn't close, swept up four straight in the ALCS. Uh, they didn't really improve themselves. Yes, they went and got Rodon, who's been injured uh, nonstop throughout the, this year. He pitched a, a couple of games here and there. But they, yeah, they did try, try to do something. But in general, that this team did not improve themselves last offseason to be better than the team that beat them in the playoffs last year. No, they didn't. It's just horrible roster construction. I mean, you trade a guy that you financially controlled in Urshela for Josh Donaldson. And what has Donaldson done? He's done nothing. That Urshela deal, I don't understand. I liked him as a player. He seemed like a good clubhouse kind of a guy. And he's, he's like he's injured this year. He got He's out in Anaheim there with the Angels, like Anaheim or California, whatever you want to call him. They change up so often. But uh, 
Urshela was a, a good guy around that clubhouse, I thought. I mean, obviously, I'm not in there, but I thought he was a kind of a, a glue kind of a guy. And losing a yeah. guy like that and adding a Donaldson who's out now, uh, that hurts your, your team a lot. I, I don't understand that. The the Yankees currently sit in last place as long as they've ever, the, the, since they deepest end of the season since 1992, I think it was, or 1990. Millie Vanilli yeah. was up in the charts way back then. And uh, it's, it's crazy to think that it's been that long since this team's been in last place at this point of the season. Um, I don't expect them to get out, get out. Like they might not end up in last place. They're eleven games out. The division is obviously out out of hand. They're, they're not going to get that. The wild card game is uh, the wild card spots four out right now. Do you have much hope of them actually getting into a, a wild card spot? No, I rather them not at this point. What I rather them do is shut Judge down for the rest of the year. Good point. I mean, because you have nine years and three sixty plus invested in this guy. And with that toe injury, just go get the surgery, shut him down, shut down Rodon the rest of the year, you know, shut down Rizzo, just bring the younger kids up, showcase them, get rid of Cashman, just clean house. How's got to find his ball somewhere and take control of this thing and actually construct a championship caliber team? Because the only bright, positive outlook on this season is Garrett Cole. He's the only one. Well, that's the thing with Cole, though, is, is that, like, I think he's got an opt-out either at the end of this year or next year. I can't remember what it is. When's he going to say? Because, because he's going to say, like, listen, I, I've only got X amount of years left. Yeah, I'm getting paid $35 million a year. But you still, like, these, like when guys get to that level of baseball and that level of athletics, no matter what sport it is, they want to win something. They want to have something in their, their legacy to get themselves in that Hall of Fame. Like, oh, they, they, more money than they'll ever know what to spend. And will Cole, at one point, will he say, Look around the clubhouse and go, what the fuck am I doing here? If I'm Garrett Cole, that's what I'm doing. And I believe his opt-out is next year. So regardless, if I'm Cole, if something doesn't change, I'm opting out. And who could blame him? I'm Me as a diehard Yankee fan, I wouldn't blame him if he said, fuck this shit, I'm out. There's no, there's no team leadership here. And that's that's what this dugout and this locker room is missing, is you're missing that CC Sabathia-type leadership, that Brett Gardner guy that's going to hold people accountable. That's what they lost, and you you could see it. The real knowledgeable Yankee fan, like you and me, if no other Yankee fans noticed it, you're not watching what we're watching them, because that's what they're missing. They're missing that leadership guy. It's not Judge. It's not. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be the guy. Like, yeah, just imagine how bad this team would be without Judge on it. If they, they would have lost on the Judge sweepstakes last last winter when they almost did uh, the arson Judge situation to San Francisco, <laughs> if that if that would have been the deal that 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 shook it, think how bad this team would be without Judge. Yeah, they would have found a spot here and there and had that, that 30 million, 40 million, whatever it is that they're spending on him. But this team would have been even worse than they are now, obviously, without him. Because he like they when he was out for, for the, the injury that he got on the toll back in LA, back in, I think it was in June, um, they were awful and they've been awful ever since. He hasn't really done it. At least he hit a home run last night and he's he does enough. And it's it's weird how like baseball is such a individ, individualistic uh but a team game, like how one guy can make that much of a difference, and it, it's it's just a badly, badly constructed roster. It's just, awful. And you can't just rely on Judge, and, and and both you and me have been on record in saying that. you got to rely on the other eight guys around you. And, yeah, when Judge is out, this is a completely different team. They, they can't hit. They can't score. You know, they can't do anything. 
And you expect Stanton to step up, and Stanton can't do any of that. I mean, he can't even run from second to home without doing a little two-step trying to avoid a tag. I, I, I don't get what this team's even doing. At I this think point. that was last uh, that was last Saturday. I think Jimmy, you're talking about there. And I was I was busy doing other things. I was down in the great state of Montana on firing baseball, so I didn't see it live. But I saw the highlights. I almost threw my beer through the television watching that guy. <laughs> I was like, it was after, like I could not believe what I was watching, seeing the lack of effort that that man has on a nightly basis. The tin man I call him. The way he moves around, always hurt. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem. Like I'm, I, 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 obviously I don't know what what goes through the guy's head and how he operates, but the the guy just doesn't seem to have that competitive um, spirit in his body, and the guy doesn't seem to have that competitive that next level to him. He's hitting 208 this year, and I don't care. Like I don't give a shit all these metrics and and, and analytical guys and on and on and on. If you don't get on base, you, you won't win baseball games. All they got four or five guys that are hitting. 220 or less, you aren't going to win baseball games. You're just not. And putting Sean Casey in the podcast host as, as your fucking hitting coach all of a sudden three weeks ago, that that obviously wasn't the uh, the solution because this team just doesn't score runs and they can't hit. It's a it's an organizational flaw somewhere in there that these guys are taught in the minor leagues or wherever they, they get there. They think they, they, they don't hit baseballs. And you, you hate to go back 23rd, well, it's almost 30 years now when the Yankees were winning World Series, man. You're, we're getting old, Jim. But one of those oh, things when, you know, Paul O'Neill was hitting 330, right? Yeah. Derek Jeter was hitting 300. You had, you had got guys up and down the lineup. Yeah, they're Hall of Fame kind of guys. But baseball hasn't changed that much. I, I don't understand why there's this, this, this getaway from uh, batting average and getting on base. I don't get it. I really... I don't either, and to Yankee fans that thought bringing Sean Casey in was going to solve every problem this team's got, you couldn't be more wrong because that's not the only issue. The hitting coach wasn't the only problem, and people are celebrating it like as if we just landed like the biggest free agent in baseball, like as if we all of a sudden struck a deal to get Otani before he became a free agent, and those who think Otani's coming to New York, he's not. No, he's staying on the West Coast. It's If he wanted to come to the East Coast, he would have when he was posted. He's never coming here. So he's stop not. with that. He's not. Stop with it. He's going to go to the Dodgers, and he's probably going to be the first billion-dollar baseball player. 100%. The, the Dodgers will overpay by millions. And with Otani, they're going to do it by a lot of millions. That's going to become billions. It's going to happen. It's going to be insane when that when, when that comes through uh, this winter. It'll be, it'll be day one of this winter. That deal might already be done. The, uh, the this this Yankee team. It's it's frustrating to watch and it's frustrating to to behold. Like yeah, we, you talked earlier on about uh, Anthony Rizzo having him shut down. Um, how it got to the point, and it seems to be a thing that like with this Yankee team for quite quite a few years. Their training staff they uh, they find a way to mumble and fumble and bumble over themselves. Uh, like the judge thing, they didn't know what what was wrong. And then you had the doctors. I don't know who their doctors are. Some guy next to the Yankee Tavern out there in the Bronx. I don't know what's going on there. But then Rizzo, he played for about four to five weeks and was hitting 140, and they're like, well, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Turns out he was hurt, and he's probably shut down for the, the year now with the, with the concussion and the concussion-like symptoms and everything else. Like, how like how inept is, is this team top to bottom Yeah, that they, 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 they get this wrong year after year? Cortez is out again, and then they got – Rendon, Rodon's out, and I, I, I don't, I don't know what the heck's going on uh, with, with Frankie Montas. He hasn't pitched a game in the Yankee pinstripes, I don't think, since they got him from Oakland last year, which we were both happy about. But this yeah. guy hasn't done a thing. Like, is this is 
is this an organization right now that is just so inept and they're li- they're living on just Yankee fumes of yesteryear? More than likely. I don't get how you don't realize, and like with the Rizzo situation, how they knew the exact date that all this happened was with the collision with Tatis at first base. San Diego, yeah. You, you knew then this guy wasn't right since then. The fan base is saying it, but how does a room of doctors with medical degrees, they don't know. How do they not know? I wouldn't have played him. I would have shut him down then and there. I mean, this, had a hit. Yeah, the guy's telling you, listen, I go to bed and I wake up like I drank 45 beers and the medical staff's just sitting there like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Just go out there and play. It doesn't make any sense how they get it wrong year after year. And their pitching staff, is like you, you, you look at, you look at, you go through it. Rod, uh, Rodon is hurt. Frankie Montas hurt. Nestor Cortez is hurt. Luis Severino better be hurt with that eight plus ERA in his last 20 starts, where it's been. He's been awful. Like, and then the other night when they, 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 they didn't, uh, they didn't start him. They didn't want him coming in to the, uh, to, to start the game. That's where he has problems. Every inning he starts, that's the beginning of his game. Like it, yeah. maybe the guy just doesn't have it anymore. Like maybe it's just gone. They used him up, and and that's it. And who knows what's going on with Severino? But he, like, he, like that that's been mishandled inappropriately. And when you have a team that isn't winning and ha- is having trouble scoring runs, why they would pull Hamilton after eleven pitches in the first and then start him again last night? Why they let him go in Chicago the other night? I don't I don't understand the logic there. That's and it I I don't want to blame Boone on this because I don't think Boone has that that much of a thought process in his head to say, well, if I put this guy here and that guy here. It's coming from the nerds and it's coming from the guys who write up his game notes, I think. Because it was a bad it was a bad look, I think, on 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 Thursday uh, Wednesday night. Who knows? Maybe John Boy Media is telling him who to start and who to pitch and who to whatever. Who who knows? The most punchable but, face in sports uh, and podcasts, John Boy, yeah. I I for one the ineptness really starts. It starts at how, and it just works its way down. I think Cashman is just too comfortable in his role, where he can just do as he pleases, and there's no there's no repercussions for it. And I think Hal's got to realize at some point. Listen, thanks for all you've done, Cashman, but can't keep living off the you can't keep living off the the past history of the Yankees when you're trying to create a new one with new faces and new names. So you're gone. Give Derek Jeter the shot at being a GM. I don't know. I mean, it can't get worse at this point. You know, I, I thought I didn't think that like, when Jeter was still like he resigned for whatever he gave up his ownership rights or whatever whatever yeah. stake he had with the Miami Marlins. I think there's there's no way he's going to be uh, any part of the Yankees management. But now that Andy Pettit's in there and as a, as a part time pitching instructor, I. I maybe Jeter isn't that far behind, and I, you, you don't want to live in the past. But may, like a new voice might not be the worst thing for this team, like you said. Like you, you listen to I listen to Michael K show a lot, ninety eight point seven ESPN in uh, in New York there, and they K every time that someone says fire Cashman, fire Cashman, he's no good, blah blah blah. K's immediate response is he'll have a job tomorrow somewhere else in baseball. Well, give it a shot. Maybe it's just time yeah. to go. Maybe you are. Maybe you are brilliant, Cashman. Maybe you are. You are the guy who's got it going on. Maybe you're a fantastic manager. I don't. I, I haven't seen it, but uh, in the last ten years. But the thing is, with, with with Cashman, maybe it is time to say see you later and go and go somewhere else. Because right now, what you've constructed, what you're doing, 
what's coming up in the minor leagues. Who knows? Like maybe this this next six weeks, which whatever's left, there's 40, 40 games left this season. Maybe what they do is they say, okay, Cashman, here's your here's your tryout too. Here's what what your resume is built on. We aren't we aren't doing fuck all this year. Bring up these these that Dominguez or whoever else from the minors and say, here it is. What do you got? What what do we got? I mean, got nothing to lose at this point. You might as well bring up Everson Pereira. Bring up uh, Esteval. Bring them all up. Bring bring Austin Wells up. Whether they're ready or not, let's showcase what we've gotten rid of to bring in these kids into the farm system or drafted, and let's see what they got because eventually at some point they're going to have to come up here and they're going to have to produce. So let's just get a small sample size in these last 30 to 40 games and let's see what they got and maybe if they can produce a winning record and maybe get out of last place, they may just barely save Cashman's job to where he gets another year, even though he's already got an extension. Where, okay, we're not going to get rid of you. Let's see what you do now with these kids starting next year. With Judge, with Cole, get rid of Severino, let Donaldson walk, get aggressive in free agency, stop with this fake luxury tax nonsense, open the friggin' checkbook. Open it. Open it. Steve Cohen does it. <laughs> I, I, Jim, I, I think you have to open up the checkbook at this point because what yeah. do you, what do you, because otherwise, what are you doing? What are you doing? Sign, sign in Judge to 40 million plus. What are you doing? Sign in Cole to 35 million plus. What are you doing having Stanton at 25 million plus or 30 million, whatever? I mean, Mar- the Marlins are still on, on, on the book for a little bit of his salary, but like, what are you doing? If you, if you have three guys at just under a hundred million dollars, you don't have any choice but to go for it and to, to fill yeah. the rest of your roster with guys who, who forgotten how to play baseball. Like, like it's, it's, it's odd to see LeMay. He's got to be hurt as well. Cause there's no way. Yeah. I can see his power numbers going down, but to forget how to hit the baseball and, and to not uh, be hitting for average. Like he, he usually has. So I think there's gotta be something wrong with him. And like we said, with, with, with the, um, with the medical staff, you just don't know. But like, what are what, what is Cashman and the Steinbrenners doing with with this payroll that's that's inflated and, and getting nothing from it? But not like I said, you have these three guys that are making how much money? You don't have any choice but to then add yeah. on whatever he's making a year. You don't have a choice because you, you you're spending 120 million dollars on four guys, so you have to go for it the rest of the way. You, you don't have a choice. No, you absolutely don't, and. You know, I understand that Hal wants to be a more he wants to be more financially fiscal as opposed to what his father was. That that's all well and good, but you keep blowing smoke up our ass year in and year out. We've built a championship caliber team. Again, this is not a championship caliber team. Think of all the guys they passed up on. You passed up on Bryce Harper. Look what he's doing in Philly. Look what he's doing in Philly. And for Bryce Harper to come out and say the Yankees passed up on me. Yep. Should show you the ineptness of Brian Cashman alone. I mean, yeah, would it have been a long deal, a lot of money? But look what, again, look what Harper's doing in Philly that he could have been doing in New York. Yep. And then, okay, nobody likes Manny Machado, but I'd rather have Manny Machado at third base for the New York Yankees than have Josh Donaldson or a revolving door of third baseman. We don't even have a legitimate left fielder. You're trotting IKF out there to play like every friggin' position. He's like the Wish.com version of Benny the Jet Rodriguez from friggin' <laughs> Sandlot. I mean, and you can't even knock the guy because he's willing to do it. So so all the IKF well, bashing, we may have kind of done at the beginning of the year. 
I kind of feel a little bad for it now because the guy's willing to go out there and do what he's got to do to keep playing. Yeah, he can, he's kind of shoving that up our ass, Jim, because we were we weren't too nice with him a few months back. But and like, and, nope. and that's how and that's how bad it actually is when 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 we're when we're stroking off IKF right now about how good he's been playing. And he's been a great utility guy all over the place. He's been there, like arguably one of their best players lately. And when IKF is your best guy, and you're spending upwards of two hundred ninety million dollars for 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 the rest of the, for, for for your for your baseball team, and kind of left is your best guy, you're in big trouble. And like like I said, well, I apologize, IKF. And I mean, we we were wrong, uh, but because he wasn't playing that well. But now, like we're now we're like I said, we're stroking this guy off because he's their best player, and that's how that that is the state of the New York Yankees right now. Yeah, and that and that's pathetic when IKF is the talk of the Yankees when it should be Judge Stanton, it should be Cole, it should be Glaber Torres, you know, it should be DJ Lemayu, it should be all these guys. But it's not. We're talking about how good IKF has been. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely insane. Like how how uh, like how it's all turned out. Like I I expected. Like I I thought that Cortez was going to have an off year compared to last year. I thought that, that was kind of an epiphany a little bit that he was going to be like, having the great year like he did last year and trying trying to replicate that. Cause he's a he's a very good pitcher. I don't think he's a great pitcher. Uh, he's not like on Cole status by any means. But the, the, this the rest of this uh, everything like you, you, even you, you go down down the lineup and then they 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 didn't do what bothers me a lot is that. Out of one side of their mouth, they're saying it's a championship caliber team. You look in the standings of the trade deadline, and you're like, "Well, they must they they can't be." Yes, they have injuries, but every team gets injuries. Every team gets hurt, no matter what. And the only thing they did was went and got Kenyon Middleton of all people. Kenyon fucking Middleton. Who is this guy? So, out of one side of your mouth, you're saying we're a championship team. You, you look in, on the uh, in the standings in the uh, in the paper, or if people even read papers anymore. But <laughs> it's like, and they're in last place. And how they said we're a championship team, but you know what? We're only going to add Kenyon Middleton, but we're in last place. Like, what's do they think that we're that, we're that, that Yankee fans are that stupid? Cause I, I think we're actually, yeah. yeah, we're a finicky bunch and we can be a bit loud sometimes, but they can't think that like Yankee fan. I'd like to think is, is, is in general, pretty smart. And we, we, we know what's going on on a daily basis uh, for them to, to, to not make a move at the deadline of any substance at all is, is odd to me to be a prospect hugger. Like they did, they did it with Frazier and look what happened to him. Gone. Gone. Yeah. And so now they, they have a bunch of prospects that they're talking about. They talk about having the top seven guys uh, in in in, uh, in the top one hundred prospects, whatever it is. But they're just prospects. Like they're yeah. just another player that probably isn't going to work out. But give them a shot to do something. Then if you if you're not going to make any, any deals at the deadline, if you're going to hang on to these prospects, get them out there and play. Like you said, exactly. That's what that's what Cashman should have been at the deadline. If all you're going to bring in is two middle-of-the-road relievers that one you then sent down to the minors, okay, and you and you trade for Middleton, big whoopity friggin' do, like that, that's the biggest move the Yankees are going to make? Okay. If you were going to do that, then you were better off calling up the kids then and there, and then I would have honestly traded off LeMayhew and, and got farm pieces back. I would have seen what I could have got for Glaber Torres. I'm sure Yankee fans won't be happy about me saying that, but... At this point, you got to do something to rock the boat. You know, people call for fire and cashman all year long. What's it going to do at this point? It's going to do nothing. Getting rid of cashman in the middle of the year would do nothing. nothing. Just let the season just let the season play out the way it's going to be where we're not in the playoffs. Everybody's shitting on the Yankees, but it's truthful, so we have to eat that. And then you fire Boone. Then you fire Cashman. 
then you let certain guys walk and then bring in a GM that's going to tell how, listen, give me the fucking checkbook, just sign the check and let me worry about the dollar amounts. The Yankee empire as a whole makes money hand over fist. They have more than enough money and then some to go out and overpay for talent. They do. Don't tell me they don't because they do. The, the thing you got, like every like we we talked about, it, like let's actually I want to talk about this like last uh, Monday night or Tuesday, whatever it was, when Boone had his little show, his, his annual oh. show with an umpire, and on and on it goes. Like, like yeah, obviously I'm an umpire, but I, I thought that that Las Diaz was having a bad game, and you know I, it's nice to see a, a coach uh, like old times get in the umpire's face, and it's automatic ejection. See you later. And I, I you know, it's, it it was a funny humorous thing the way he he imitated Las Diaz's strike three call, and on on it goes. Is that just grandstanding? At, at, at this point by Boone, because what does it really do? Saying he's got to protect his players, he's got to go out there and do something. It was the eighth day in a game you're going to fucking lose. Why not do that in the fourth? If he, if this umpire was so bad, do that in the fourth. I, I, I don't understand. And then, like, it's, like I said, it's clickbait and everybody, Bald Benny's probably got a t-shirt made up for it outside the stadium already. On and on it goes, right? But is it just grandstanding by Boone at this point? Because what, what does it really do? What does it actually do? It it does nothing other than it's a smoke and mirror show to distract the casual fan from the fact that this team fucking sucks. And I listen, I, I commend Aaron Boone for going out there, sticking up for his guys when the umpire make bad calls. But at some point, when does all this like as some people like to call it these unnecessary actions of Boone where he's imitating Laz Diaz and Drawing a line in the dirt where the strike zone is and where it's not savages and whatever it was a couple of years back. And when does that just get too old to the point where even the casual fan goes, Yeah, I really don't want to see this anymore? And when are the Yankees going to realize that this isn't how a manager should act? I mean, we've seen legendary managers do it Lou Pinella and you know, Tony LaRusa, Bobby Cox in Atlanta. We've seen it. It was great then, but it ain't so great now. And maybe because it's Aaron Boone doing it. I, I don't know. But, but it, it, yeah, it's fun for John Boy Media to make their stupid little shirts and then tell Aaron Boone about it on their Tuesday or Wednesday show when they're afraid to ask him the questions that a real Yankee fan would ask. Like, why does this team suck? Why can't you manage? Who's really managing the Yankees? You or the nerds in the basement? Who? Yeah, like the... the- the thing about to, I'm glad you brought that up a little bit. Like, is it like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, Lou Pinnell and Billy? We go even further back with Billy Martin, yeah. and like it was interesting back then because athletes were built differently back then, and sometimes some motivation uh, it was just it, it happened because a lot of these guys back then they were just happy to be there in the big leagues. And they were happy to be. Uh, they weren't making much money back then, but now these guys make so much money. Even a bench guy's making how much money? You know what comes down to it. So having the uh, this fake motivation. A, a Probably a lot of these players because they 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 grow up privileged. They're told how great they are from a very young age nowadays. Um, you, you, they they probably look at this look look at the side of their face and go, yeah, right on, man, right on. I, I they don't like you. A few weeks back, I think we, you you commented on it on Twitter there that uh, the, the, the way the, the Yankees were losing, uh, Rizzo was on the bench laughing, and you had Stanton laughing, and on and on. Like I don't think these players get motivated by wins and losses that much anymore. Where it's a lot more. They're worried about the almighty dollar and, and their uh, their image, per se. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have seen that if Brett Gardner was on this team. He would have been like, sit your fucking ass down. We're, we're, we're freaking getting destroyed out there by teams we should be beating. And 
Yeah, no, Volpe, you're not going to stand up there chewing gum, laughing, looking at the iPad with with with, with, with you know with Rizzo and Judge, looking at whatever new friggin' meme is out there all of a sudden. Yeah. No, use the iPad for what it's for. See what see, watch frigging game film while the game's going on and see how you could do something to maybe get a hit, score a run, spark something other than sitting there laughing and having a fucking circle jerk in the dugout because it's ridiculous. And that's where this team chemistry and the leadership is not there. And Aaron Judge should be the guy. If you're the captain of this team, you're the captain. You should be saying something. Your voice should be the loudest in that dugout. Louder than Boone, louder than Hal, louder than Cashman. Aaron Judge should sit there and say, I decide to stay here to preserve my legacy. I could have went to San Francisco and been known as Arson Judge and made 400 plus million for over a decade. But I stayed here because I believe in this team and you're making me look like an asshole. The the thing about about that, and I, I totally agree with you. Like when the, the players, like it's in all, all sports, no matter what, but baseball is one of those things and hockey's the same way. And I'm sure football is the same way, but basketball, the, the, the inmates run the asylum, no matter what. Yeah. But with, with baseball, for sure, the, the, the players, they, the inmates run the asylum and they know, you know what? I'm, I'm not getting traded. I'm staying here. I'm here. I got a contract that says I'm getting paid this, that motherfucker over there. He's probably the one that's going. So I'm, if it, the, the manager always, always lose, you're not, you're not going to get rid of 25 guys. You're going to get rid of a manager. So that's why I say this grandstanding by Boone, it doesn't mean a damn thing to these guys. Nothing. Like it, like, like, like you said, it's, it's fun. It's fun for us to watch and have, have a chuckle for Boone's antics when it gets down. But then, you know, it's over, it's over. Like this team hasn't beat anybody. Hasn't won a series over anybody above 500 for quite some time. Like the, the, the latest one that they beat was uh, the lowly Kansas City Royals in the Oakland days. Like it's, yeah. this team has not beat anybody uh, of any substance for a long, long time. They might get something done this weekend with the uh, Miami Marlins. They won last night, but this team, it's it just not good enough top to bottom throughout the fucking the entire entire organization it's just it's a bad look for 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 the yankees right now and at what point do the do because going to a yankee game is great but if you if you look at the the yankee fan base uh, a lot of people who go to the games now i'm not talking people who sit and watch the the 162 from at home or listen on the radio john and susan but if you go to a yankee game there is a good percentage of people who are at those games. It's a big frat party. They don't give a shit who's winning these, these baseball games. Like, you got a bunch of girls taking selfies in, in the stands and posting on their Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you do. Talk. Like, you, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a fan base at, at the game itself that is interested in the game. And I think that that is something that the, uh, once those people get kind of tired of it or the people who go to go to the games, like one of those two factions isn't going to go anymore. And once Cashman and the Steinbrenners realize that, that our fan base that goes to games isn't actually that strong. It really isn't. Like people are more interested in going to Billy's or stands after the game and, and not caring that 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 that, 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 that team lost. And that's just factual. Like it's just it's one yeah. of those things that like they're they're losing a, a, a they're not going to lose a generation of fans, but they're losing a fan base that it, it's it's going to come to bite them sooner sooner rather than later. I think. Well, that's the thing. When you built the new Yankee Stadium, you outpriced the the casual the, well the casual normal fan who used to go to the old Yankee Stadium where where in the big moment. I, like when I used to go to the old Yankee Stadium, I was afraid that place was going to cave in because yeah. everybody getting all excited. This new Yankee Stadium, lately, it's like 
I hate to say it, it's kind of like going to a funeral. It's just grim, quiet. It's not as exciting as it once was. And if that's not a sign to Cashman and Steinbrenner that they need to fix this, then I don't know what is because at the end of the day, all they worry about is how much money we, the fan, are spending once we go through those gates. You know, $25 for a friggin' margarita in a cup this big. You know, or getting a daiquiri this big for like 30-something bucks. Buying a hat for 70 bucks when you could have went on Fanatics and used a promo code and saved 20%. I mean, what, when do they wake up and realize that all this is a huge problem that they themselves created? Cashman, Cashman created it, and Steinbrenner created it. Now they got to fix it, and and that's the thing is if you if you don't fix it now, like where are they going to be this time next year? We're sitting here having the same fucking conversation yes. again. We will be because yes. right now this team is in in last. They're, they're in last place in the East. Yes. Baltimore isn't going to get worse this, in the offseason. They're going to get better. They might add, add a couple of bucks if their owner, whatever might happen there. That's a whole other sport for another day. But <laughs> you have Tampa, who's been consistently good for, for a lot for a long time. They aren't going anywhere. You have um, Tampa Bay. They said Tampa. They have Toronto, who's going to get better. They have money. They're not afraid to spend money. They, they got that going on there in Toronto. So you have yes. three teams just in, in, in your division who are already ahead of you, then you don't even talk about, we haven't talked about Houston. We haven't talked about um, the, the Texas Rangers yet. So there's five teams right there that are better than you next year already. Next year. So and where is this team going yet. this year to look at next year? Like this team is in big trouble in, in the very near future to being ir- irrelevant on the baseball field. Irrelevant. Yeah. No, nobody's scared of the Bronx Bombers. Nobody's scared of the Baby Bombers of 2017 when they were coming up. That's a long, long time ago. A yeah. long time ago. They blew the opportunity to do something with, with those guys because Gary Sanchez was butthurt with Girardi. And then they blew an opportunity in 2019 with the cheating Astros, blah, 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 the Astros. And then, and then now this is what they are. They're spending $130 million, $120 million on four guys, and they're an irrelevant baseball team. They're irrelevant on the field. Nobody is afraid to play the New York Yankees. Nobody. They're hitting. Nope. They're, they're the second worst batting average in Major League Baseball with a two hundred and ninety million dollar payroll. What's the problem? What's the problem? The problem again. It's top to bottom. It's the roster construction. You you know you passed up on guys to get other guys that you maybe shouldn't have gotten. You know, listen. You know, like, there was a thing I seen out there where they were talking about, um, like, and Cashman compares Urshela to Donaldson. He's like, yeah, Urshela's a good player, but he's no Josh Donaldson. Yeah, you're right. Urshela's better. Yeah. <laughs> There's no comparison. Urshela is not only better, he's younger. You controlled him financially for another two years. Where you're paying Donaldson, this guy who's not that much older than me, and you're paying him $25 million. To what? To do what? Smile when he strikes out, laugh when he pops out. It's it's, it's, it's insane that, that, that they would they would use that comparison when they did with Donaldson. Yeah, he won an MVP and you wanted a, a former MVP on your team, but that MVP yeah. came in 2015. Yeah. That's a long time ago. A lot can happen in eight years. Now that he's hurt, now he probably won't play again this year. And, and on it goes to 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 make that deal and, and lose a guy like Urshela hurts, and to not replace these guys with, with actual major leaguers and actual guys that that uh, can play the game because you have Oswaldo Cabrera 
God love him. Good smile. Seems like a nice kid. Hitting 202. Uh, you, you have Volpe. He's a young guy. Hit a home run last night, the third or fourth of the year, whatever it might be. He's hitting 208. Yeah, like, or 212. Uh, and Bowers, two, 230. Like, all these guys aren't doing anything. And it's... Is this the future of this team? Because if there are like if they're just if they don't increase because of the hole they dug themselves with the payroll they have now, they don't have money under that this phantom tax to do anything next year. They don't. No, that they don't. And it, it's it's sad because like you look at a kid like Volpe, and I, I, I defend him because he's you know he's still acclimating to the league, and yeah, he's got. He's got 15 home runs this year, so he's got more than the average shortstop yeah. by like by like one or two. But I mean, he'll progress and he'll get better. But it's these other guys that you have to look at and say, "Are you going to be the guy that helps us get back to what we were or could be?" As opposed to, "Are you hurting us?" And right now, the Donaldsons of the world are hurting us. The Severinos of the world are hurting us. You know. Uh, the, the medical staff is hurting us because they can't diagnose a back spasm from a common frigging cold. They, they can't do nothing. It's, it's really sad. And how, how unfortunately will never be his dad. And this is why I've always said when George died, the evil empire died. It just, it died. I don't know what this empire is, what it could be. Because if, if Cole decides not to opt out and he stays here, and I would be shocked if he doesn't, and you don't win a World Series, at least three, with Judge and, and, and Garrett Cole on your team, this will be known as the biggest failure, not just in baseball, but of all sports. This will be, the, this will be labeled the biggest failure ever, and rightfully so. So, Hal, you got to wake up, and you got to take, take the reins of this thing and say, listen, you know, this is not a championship caliber team. You know, he, he questions why the fan base is so confused, you know, or angry. Why are we angry? Do you watch the fucking product? Do you? Does Hal watch the product? He, 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 exactly. He must not. I don't, I don't even think Cashman's watching the product because these two are fucking just talking out of their ass all year. You, you just wonder where, where this team's going to go. Like something as simple next, next year. Now that uh, you have, um, you have uh, you had Verlander, and then you you had uh, him leave the, the Mets. Cole could end up as a New York Met after next season, very easily. Cohen's got the money to do it. He's got the money to do it. He said, "We're not going to be competitive in 2024, but 2025, we we're looking to do something. We we took a swing and a miss with Scherzer and and, and with Verlander, and and it, it went blew up in their face. Yeah, yeah, that and, is- and, and this guy's not afraid to spend money." Cole could just go across the, across the city and play for the Mets in two years very easily if he sees that, that, that this team isn't doing anything. And I don't see them doing anything. Like they're, they're not a championship team. Like it's just, it's not even close. Like, and you wonder, and like, we'll, we're going a little long here, but it doesn't much matter. Like, you, you look right across the country there at the L.A. Dodgers, who year in, year out, they spend money. Yeah, they only have the one World Series in the COVID year of 2020 to show for it. But every year, they spend money. They, they pack the building. They get $4 million plus rolling in, rolling in the Dodger Stadium. Uh, they're they're, they're the, the West Coast brand. They are everything to L.A. And you, you wonder why 
like they yes they have a little i don't know more money but the same amount of money basically let's just call it that because when you have billions of dollars in the bank what's what's one compared to two when it comes down to it but you, you wonder where how the the yankees don't look across across the country and go why aren't we doing that same thing like why don't we have that same fan base fill in the place? Why don't we have that uh, championship aspirations every year? Why aren't we uh, just rolling into the playoffs no matter like no matter what they're rolling the playoffs because they are like every year they roll into the playoffs and it's like okay they they might not win every year but giving them set themselves a chance and the thing with the the Yankees they're they're gonna say yeah we're in the playoffs every year but are they really? Like really, no. like they are. Like you win a wild card here and there, but they, they don't have playoff aspirations. And the worst thing you can be at, at any point in, in your life is uh, mediocre, because you're just close to the bottom as you are at the top. And it takes a little bit of it. Take, just takes a one one bad week, and all of a sudden you're under 500. Then th- there goes your season. And this franchise has been closer to mediocre than great for a number of years now. Yeah, and I think that's I think how and. Brian Cashman have accepted that. I mean, you look at the Dodgers, they, I consider them the West Coast Yankees. 100%. Because cause that's what, that's what the Yankees, what the Dodgers are doing now, what the Yankees used to do. So the Dodger ownership embraced that George Steinbrenner type style where it's, okay, we'll overpay for this guy. Yeah. Are you, you know what? We want to win now. We're trading for this guy. Don't care what we give up. Don't care if we deplete the farm. Don't care if I got to pay Mookie Betts an extra $20 million over the course of however long his deal is. We're getting this guy, and then we're keeping him. Don't care if we overpay Clayton Kershaw, even though he's injury-prone as of late. Like, the Dodgers are in it to win it every year. How is Cashman and Hal not seeing this and going, shit, we got to get back to that? Uh, listen to it's, the- right there. it's right there in front of you. It, I was listening to, I can't remember, it doesn't matter which show, I think it could have been just Michael K show, and they, they said the, the, the Yankee fans are saying that they don't, that the Yankees don't care if they win, look how much money they spend year in, year out, they must care to be spending that kind of money, maybe it's your scouting staff then, maybe yeah. it's your scouting staff, yes, you're spending a lot of money, and yet, yes, you're giving, you, you, you pretend you're giving yourself a chance to win, but Maybe it's just your scouting staff that's not getting it done properly. Maybe it's maybe it is your fucking your your bench coaches and and, and your hitting coaches and everything else that that, that your your analytics guys, your nerds, whatever it might be. But something's not right if you're spending that much money and the other teams aren't. Like the Baltimore Orioles aren't, and they're never going to. And they're they're eleven games up and two hundred twenty million dollars less in payroll, and they're eleven games up on you. It's time to look at yourself in the mirror and go, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing here? I mean, look at Tampa's scouting uh, the scouting department. Did year they? How many guys have they traded off when they've had big years? Got the pieces that they wanted because they scouted correctly, so they knew what they could get if they traded, you know, say Austin Meadows or whoever else they've traded off to bring, to get guys like freaking Randy or, or I can't even pronounce his last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. to bring in a guy like him. Or, you know, to bring in all these other guys they brought in and still with $200 million less than what the Yankees spend. Same thing with the Orioles. And how these two are one and two in the AL East. I don't get it. Like Steinbrenner must, must think, okay, what the hell's going on here? Those guys spend nothing. I spend two eighty plus every year plus whatever I got to spend on, on the tax threshold, blah, 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 $300 million, Whatever it's going to be every yeah. year. And we don't do a fucking thing. We don't even come remotely close to being that championship caliber team. Yeah, you make the ALCS where they got swept swept aside by by the Astros. Like, 
he must it must drive him crazy. Like what kind of spell does Cashman does Cashman have pictures of fucking Steinbrenner blowing a goat or something? Because he has to have, he, he has to hold something over their heads to say, hey, let's spend two eighty every year and not be close and actually regress year in, year out. Because this team's regressed right now. They're not close. Oh, without a doubt, they've definitely regressed. And yeah, Cashman's gotta have something on how to be here this long. He's got to have something. I don't know. Maybe his pictures of him doing blow on his desk. Uh, who the fuck knows? But uh, the, the, the fact that the Yankees were supposed to have this best rotation where you were supposed to have a healthy Frankie Montas, a healthy Severino, Cortez, Cole, and then you're supposed to have this dominant lineup. And we're discussing the fact that Baltimore is better than us. The fact that Tampa is better than us. The fact that Toronto is better than us. The fact that the fucking Boston Red Sox are better than us. Who was supposed to be mailing it in this year? They yeah. said we're, we're not going to be good this year. They yeah. flat out said it. I'd rather Cashman and Hal say, listen, we're not a championship team. Accept it for what it is. And maybe we wouldn't bash them so much or be as vocal as we are. It's like, okay, well, if they're saying it, then I'll accept it this year. But Next year, I'm not going to accept it because th this time next year or even at spring training, we already know what Cashman and Hal are going to say. Yeah, you know, we constructed a championship caliber team. You know, yes, we've let the fan base down. And then after the All-Star break, they'll trade for some other BS fucking reliever again because they'll be in the same spot again if they don't do something at the end of this year. And, and this offseason will prove what 2024 is going to be for the New York Yankees. It's going to prove it. In 2016, when they brought those guys up, when Judge first came up and they, they traded Chapman, they made some other deals in 2016, you were like, okay, this team isn't very good. We accepted it. In 2017, all those guys, they overproduced, and they all they, they was one of my favorite Yankee teams uh, yeah. in recent memory, and they, they gave it a shot. I would rather, like you said, I, I would rather them be honest, give these guys a shot and say, you know what, we're not that good. Give these guys a shot. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Because the guys they have now stink. They actually stink. Like, you don't know what you got. Like why? Why? Like why they kept uh, Harrison Bader? I I don't know because he's not going to resign here. Like no. I don't understand why they didn't just insert player here, insert player there. To 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 if they think that they're a playoff team right now, then they're they're a lot dumber than you and I sitting here on a, on a Saturday afternoon. Because I think Yan deep down inside Yankee fans know right now that they are not making the playoffs. And for them to sit sit on their hands and make no deals and say there was nothing out there that would improve our team that much. Oh fuck! Then what are you doing? What are you doing? There, there was there were things that they could there were guys that they could have brought in to improve the team, but the Yankees were asking for so much in return to give up less, and that's not that that's just not what's going to happen. You want to improve, you're going to have to give up a guy you don't want to really give up on, but you, you got to do it if you want to improve the team now because it's about winning now. It's not about winning in a decade from now, especially with us, the Yankees fans. We've been spoiled with championship after championship after championship. So that's what we're accustomed to. We're accustomed to winning, always being in the playoffs. And the fact that I think it was last Sunday's broadcast on Amazon with uh, Jeff Nelson and Michael Kay, they're talking about that if the Yankees get into the wild card, they'll play one of the AL Central teams, whether it's the Twins or it's the friggin' uh, Guardians or whatever you want to call them, the Indians. I really don't give a shit. Uh, by the way, thanks to Jose Ramirez for knocking out that prick Tim Anderson. I loved every minute of that one. Yeah, that was good. But the fact that Jeff Nelson said, well, you know, if the Yankees could get that wild card and play one of those teams, yeah, they'll make it to the next round. 
do they drug test before they do these shows? Because that there should have warranted a suspension. Not like Kevin Brown for speaking, to, you know, the facts that he was speaking before the Orioles Ray game. Jeff I Nelson to say, oh, yeah, well, statistical facts put on a screen. You read them, you get suspended. I, I can't believe that because it has to go through the producer. It has to go through the script guy. It has to go through on and on and on it goes. He just read the shit. He may have wrote it. Or and then he had an editor, so there was five or six people who were part of that, and he's the one that gets for telling the truth. And it was nothing derogatory. No, uh, I had to watch that video four or five times to see maybe did he slip and say something that shouldn't have been said. And all it was was, yeah, we're not that good against the Rays, and all of a sudden gets suspended for it, and then the backlash for it. I loved it. Everybody and their mother was taking a shot at it. Uh, during the White Sox Yankee game, one of the White Sox broadcasters was saying something. And he goes, I hope the Orioles management don't suspend me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy the way that that, that turned out. And the, uh, this, uh, we'll, get, we'll get going here, Jim. But the, this Yankee team, if they don't uh, do something, like, like what they're, uh, to, to me, they're not making the playoffs. And for Jeff Nelson to say if they're, if they're getting into the wild card spot, I mean, it's, it's, uh, they got to jump a few teams and then try to get in there. Uh, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think they will. And by this time next week, we'll probably be saying that it's, it's going to be worse before it gets better. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, and if they they have uh, and they don't bring any any uh, of the younger guys up, is it basically what are they, like? What do you think that they they okay? What do you think they should do, and what do you think they're going to do? Well, if they don't bring any of the younger kids up to showcase them, Cashman's got to go. Even though Hal's saying that's not on the table, I don't know how that's not on the table for discussion at this point. That's been on my table for discussion for the past friggin' eight, nine years. Okay. You gotta you you gotta realistically, even though it won't happen, it should happen. Boone needs to go. Cashman needs to go. The whole coaching staff needs to go. Implode the whole friggin' thing. Don't re-sign Harrison Bader. Yeah, he's good for a game here or there, but he's always injured. Hurt. But he always gets hurt. I mean, he's he friggin' gets out of the shower, stubs his toe. It's like Johnny Damon 2.0. Not Johnny Damon, um, the other guy. Jacoby uh, Ellsbury. Ellsbury 2.0. Holy fuck, was that a wreck? Ellsbury. Yeah. Is he still right. getting paid or is he done yet? Probably. Who, who knows? <laughs> either, the, either the Yankees are paying him or Affleck's paying him. I don't know. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's paying him. But if you're going to be, if you're going to think, if you're Hal and Brian Cashman, Regardless how the season ends, if you think that this is still a championship caliber team in 2024, it's not going to be. And if I'm and if I'm Hal and Brian Cashman, I just immediately just put myself into a, 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 into an insane asylum for those thoughts because it's not. So unfortunately, we have to wait to see what they're going to do in the offseason. Now, if they go out and spend like drunken sailors. Hey, I'm all for it at this point. At yeah, this point, you got to do what you got to do. The the only thing, like if if they fire Boone, which I I don't think will happen because it doesn't matter. You'll just get another Boone 2.0 in there. It doesn't much matter because Cashman's calling the shots and they have the analytics guys. Um, if they don't fire Cashman, Boone sticks around. Yeah, in, in my opinion. Uh, but the, if they don't have a team that can do it with the, the way it is constructed now. And the thing is, is that they, because like I said, the, the money that they, they're already committed to for next year and the year after that, 
their hands are pretty much tied with what you got. So I think what you see is what you is what you're going to get for the next couple of years. And it's sad to say, like, will the younger guys that they have, will the Volpe's, will the Cabrera's cut, get play play a little bit better? Will will IKF get even a little bit better? And we'll be we'll be calling the next Hall of Fame Yankee of uh, going and uh, saying really really saying sorry to him. You, you just wonder where this team is, is going to go and, and what, what, whether the fan base is going to uh, to revolt a little bit because it's just it's not a good look for a team that spends that kind of money. And I, I don't want to say there's a laughing stock of baseball, but there's got to be a lot of owners and GMs. I, I can think of 28 others or 29 others thinking, oh, holy fuck, am I glad I'm not the Yankees or the Mets right now? Because you think about what a mess that team is in comparison to two New York teams that haven't done themselves any favors by spending like drunken sailors and getting, no- and getting nothing for it. Like we were talking about the Yankees are in comparison. The Mets are worse. Like the Mets, oh. like, like they blew it. They completely oh. blew it. Yeah, you you blew it by well letting Degrom go. I think was the was the smart option because obviously we see he gets hurt. What is third, fourth start of the year? Yeah. He's out again. Tommy John surgery. But the fact that you committed over a hundred million into two guys that are combined are almost a hundred years old, <laughs> and thought that you were going to win with just that, and then and now you have the, the New York sports media. Like on WFAN, they're saying that there's toxicity in the Met in the Met clubhouse, and that Pete Alonso is the circle of it. Really, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Listen, by no means do I defend the Mets or anything, or you know whatever. But I don't think Pete Alonso is the problem in that Met locker room. I think it's the same problem that the Yankees have. You have a GM that really isn't doing what he's he went out and overpaid for guys you shouldn't have gotten and a fan base got excited because you brought in a 38 year old scherzer a 38 year old justin verlander and you thought that that was going to improve your team and it didn't and we've seen that and you could blame the world baseball classic and edwin diaz's injury to why you don't have the best closer but what Billy Epler did, as opposed to Cashman, which was smart, and I'll give him credit for that, you cut the dead weight. You cut the you 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 cut Robertson. You traded him to Miami. You traded Scherzer. You got a prospect in return. Yeah, you sent money to pay off the contract for this year, but you also got out of them for the following year. And that's yeah. something Cashman could have did with 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 Stanton if he had to. He, you know, but but Cashman just wasn't creative at the deadline, and Billy Epler was. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all turns out for the Yankees. Like we, we both are in agreement that they probably aren't making the playoffs, and it's going to be a uh, the, the Yankees never rebuild. And I think it's maybe it's time to find a way to. to and I, I'm against rebuilding. I'm more of a re, regroup kind of a guy. And it, yeah. how, how you regroup with that with that uh, with that core that you have is going to be pretty tough because of the money that, that, that they're committed to, and it's going to be interesting to see how it's all going to turn out. Uh, does Cole opt out? Yes or no? A lot factors into it. If they're in the same position they are this time next year, he's gone. And I and I will not fault him at all. In fact, I'll probably just do an episode where I praise him for doing it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, it's like you, you I, I said like when they when they got Stan like a couple of years ago, I was talking about this. Uh then when we started the podcast thing, I when 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 they got Stanton, I was okay. He's okay, but the the long term deal and it's co- it's coming to fruition now. He's a major major problem with this the, the way this team is. He's he's a, a liability in the field. You never know when he's going to be hurt. He doesn't. He hits two hundred and he hits the odd home run with nobody on base on on and on. Um, 
they got to try to find a way to get rid of him. I think that that's that's priority number one for for me. Yeah, and with Stanton, I think it's a mental thing. I just don't think he has the the thick skin to play in New York. I just don't think he does because yeah, in Miami, it's a small market. So of course, of course, of course, he looks great when he's smacking five hundred foot home runs and looks great. But then he comes to New York and it's like, and then he sucks and he's always hurt. And it's like, well, where was that Stanton from Miami? That Stanton's long gone. <laughs> and he, I don't know he, what he, he ain't coming back by any means. He is not no. coming back. No, he's he's a he's he's a hurting anyways. I know. Yeah. I know. Jim will like, once the season's over, we'll sit down and we'll do this again. It was a lot of fun today. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, taking time out of your day to have a chat with me, man. Anytime, you know that. What do you got going on there with the fan of the van podcast? You got a, you got a, as much going on there as I do now. What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Well, I think you still got 30,000 more shows than me, but in uh, the next few weeks, there's a new one coming out with me and uh, Average Joe Sports called Cigar and, uh, Cigar and Sports. Uh, it's going to be a monthly show, um, which I'm looking forward to doing. Me and Garrett, obviously, we have uh, the football one with Steel and Teal Talk, uh, which is usually every Saturday, but we're recording this Monday. You know, things happen and schedules got to change sometimes. And, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. And then, of course, I do my daily two, maybe three episodes a week. So, yeah, it's always fun listening to Jim early in the morning when I get out of bed, and I'm listening to Jim ranting and raving at uh, five in the morning. And so it's always a good, a good laugh for for me. And he's uh, very opinionated. It's very it's great, Jim. You do a great a great job. Keep 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 battling out there. I, I really enjoy listening to your show, and I really appreciate you coming on the uh, the Yankee Week review. We'll have to do it again sometime. Maybe we'll do a. Uh, fourteen twenty. We'll get Dave in here, and he'll talk about God knows whatever whatever it is Dave talks about half the time. It's uh, always a mystery to me before we even get going. So, no, a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Uh, who do you got winning the World Series? Right now, I hate to say, probably I'm going to go. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go on the limb. I'm going to go crazy, Texas. That's not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Right at all. now, it's not. right yeah. now, it's not. They can get a couple of starts out of Scherzer. You just never know. Yeah, it's yeah. That, that's a very good pick. We'll have to maybe put a couple of bucks down on that anyways. 1420 Week of Yankee Week Review brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com. They need to save yourself 20 bucks. Have a good day, folks. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Ah, Monday. Fuck it. Peace, Jim. <laughs> you just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.